Wait a We always do, but we're doing it twofold tonight. Ooh, right. Radio, 3K underscore here with Robbo, Seattle Rams underscore NFL. We're without yeah. our third ball and chain, Joey O'Coin, LA Rams, Rams, Rams. Couldn't make it tonight. What's up, Robbo? We're missing the jerk. We're missing the we're, placenta jerk. I wouldn't say we're jerkless. We're just not. <laughs> we're definitely not jerkless. Whereas, but, uh, you know, two out of three jerks is, is where this, this podcast radio is going to be tonight. 66% jerk strength. What's going on with you, man? Thursday night, Thursday night football. How are you watching any of this lovely contest of football? You know, I, I really don't do the Thursday night football unless it's, unless it's a team I really want to watch. Um, I torture my wife with sports usually on the weekend. And so usually during the week, we'll sit and chill and hang out and do whatever. But unless it's a game I, I've got to see, I'm not tuning into yeah. Denver, Arizona. I listened on the way home, and I, it was 21-3 by the time I got home, and I, there was no need for me to even turn that thing on. Yeah, there was no need for me to turn it on. I watched almost the whole thing. It was very bad. Um, the Cardinals, the thing about them, they remind me a lot of the 2016 Rams in the sense that when you look at the team and you look at some of the talent and some of the capabilities that they have individually, you look at their performances, and especially in a game like this in the first half, and it's just a team that is not prepared to play. They had they wasted timeouts. They had some bad penalties. Um, they injured uh, the Broncos punt returner on a contact injury sounds like it might have been his ACL but it's a knee injury before he even got a chance to field the punt and it was it was one of those they had 17 obviously not all in this game but they had a streak of 17 third down conversions in a row that they hadn't converted they're just they're it's not a bad team and I used to say this about the the last year of the Fisher Rams they're not bad bad is when you try to do something and you fail like you try to do this and oh you're not fast enough you're not strong enough you're not good enough they're not even trying the things that you're supposed to fail at. They're just doing right. other stuff, and it's all wrong. So is Steve Wilkes the modern-day Jeff Fisher, or are they just a, well, a I mean, way from being good? Yeah, I don't know. I would say this. He's got Mike McCoy as offensive coordinator. That needs to change soon. It sounds yeah, like it might. But how do these first dudes keep getting jobs? I don't God. know. I don't. It goes back to the old Peter King line that I was when he tweeted at us. When was this, 2012, 2013, that the NFL is a meritocracy? And I get it, Peter King's as inside the NFL as anybody could be, but it's like, how could you possibly say that when we have clear evidence every year that it's absolutely not? There are guys, you know, Brian Schottenheimer keeps getting jobs, and I I don't know why. I don't know. It's not on the the list. Ken Wisenhut. Yeah, I mean, Mike McCoy. Um, just I mean, is anybody going to be surprised when somebody takes a shot at Fisher in a year or two? It's probably going to happen. Mike, Mike Smith was just fired. He'll have another job in a year or so. I mean, these guys just weird. nonstop. So, That's okay. I don't know. It's we, one of the, they won't they'll be employed by anyone in Los Angeles anytime soon. I think not the Rams. Both the Rams and the Chargers both seem to be, seem to be doing pretty well, and I don't, I don't think those guys will be getting jobs anytime soon. So that's good. Oh, Unless, is Wisenhunt still in San who's, – who's the Chargers OC these days? He was there the for a while. Chargers? Is that Wisenhunt? I'm not sure. I thought it was – what's his name? From the Jets back in the day. It is Ken Wisenhunt. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Oh, how do you like that? Oh, there you go. Things happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. You spoke about the idea of Los Angeles. Did you get a chance to read Joey's article or just see some of this nonsense going around yesterday with the uh, NFL 
owners meeting where they started to discuss the viability of the charges in LA. Did you get a chance to read any of that? Uh, as a matter of fact, every time I post anything on our, post, on our TST Facebook page, I read I read the article just to make sure you know I know how to you know position it, whatever. And so I did read that article, and uh, you know I read the news before that, but. Yeah, uh, did you see the the latest that came out? I think Florio had a little follow up to this, saying, "You know, I don't care how bad the Chargers are going to do in LA and how much money they're going to lose; they're locked in for twenty years." Yeah, yeah. I mean, where are they going to go? I don't know. Well, and this is part of the problem. And what's strange is, I don't I don't see this as being a, a Chargers problem, and I don't see it as being an LA problem. Like. Here's here's kind of the thing to me. I get it. They moved the Chargers, and there's not really a fan base that was there for them to start with. But it, would it have been any other any different besides the Raiders if they had moved any other team with the Rams to L.A.? Would would any other team have done better than the Chargers are doing? No, 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 no. I think I I tweeted something out yesterday when that when the story broke, and I think I said uh, you know the, the Chargers were in a, in a lose lose when this when this deal went. Uh, sure. If they had if they if Carson had won and it had been the Chargers and the and the Raiders, they would still be playing second fiddle. The, the Raiders would be dominated and they would still you know be doing piss poor. They get tagged with the Rams who have history as well. I mean they were gonna lose lose in this situation and uh, they got played. They just they I think they 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 played their hand in San Diego. They kind of they made their bed. They had the lie in it. No matter how it was gonna work out between two teams in L.A., they were always gonna be the, the a distant second team. Sure. And I, I, I do think to a degree there's some animosity from Rams fans who followed relocation closely and remember that the Chargers obviously tried to prevent the Rams from getting here. Right. But overall, what I think this really is, it's an NFL problem. I was reading a good article about ratings. I meant to write it up today. I'm going to try to get it done tomorrow where the ratings look fine for the NFL. And what we talked about the last two years with ratings decline and boycotts because of Colin Kaepernick and the anthem protests and all this stuff, none of that's going on. The NFL is, once again, the viable product that it hoped it was. NBA ratings yesterday were down for the opener. We'll have to see how things look. LeBron's obviously not involved yet. He's going tonight for the Lakers, but we'll see what things go. Uh, in terms of the NBA for their ratings coming out of week one, but for the NFL, things look really good. The problem is what the problem has been for the last five to eight years is people under 40 and specifically people under 32. They're just not grabbing enough of that market compared to what they used to. And, and it's one of those things where when you think about a and you think about an unindoctrinated base that you have sold this product to, they've done a really, really, really bad job of selling football on the merits to LAF. Yeah, I think you're right. That's uh, I think if you're looking at the young fan in Los Angeles, it's Lakers number one, Dodgers two, USC three, something like that. And and what was strange was the two things that they really sold hard with the Rams' return, especially if you go back and you look, Hard Knocks and All or Nothing. Number one, they sold the idea that the Rams were coming back to Los Angeles. Well, that's great for you and me. Guys yeah, who yeah. way too old and remember I was that just, I was a season uh, ticket holder in '86, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's perfect for an old. You know, you know who wasn't a season hit ticket holder in '86? Guys who weren't alive in '86. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's who the NFL is trying to bring in. That's part of the whole reason they're doing the uniform redesign and why they didn't go to the throwbacks is they've got to sell a new version of the Rams to a new fan base, and you do that by fan base. So that was weird. Then number two. The other thing that they tried to sell was the idea that the Rams were going to be this star power team coming in, that they had Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald and all this. And they came in and dropped a 4-12 and season. And it wasn't necessarily that all the air got sucked out of the room, but it was one of those things where if you're only going to sell superstars 
and not the viability of your sport, then when another team comes in, everybody's going to go, yeah. Well, we got Phil Whippers and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, well, I'm start out now because I've got the stars over here. Well, it's football. Well, you never sold that part. That right. wasn't the sell job. And and then they, they came in with the ridiculous notion of we're going to fight for L.A. They're the ones who started fight, fight for, for L.A. L.A. Fight for L.A. Fight, fight for each other. Fight, fight for Orange County is what you should be doing. Fight for a tip. Fight for a hot dog. Fight uh, for relevance. I just I do like the fight. Oh, you know what they need to do? They they need to fight for fight on. They need to fight for fight with USC. They need to fight for fighting. <laughs> fight, fight for fight on. A fight that, on fight. That should be the strategy next year. I want to hit Dean Come on out to the game for fight on fight night. Fight for fight on. With Frank Danny White. Fight on fight night. It's so right. Um, week seven, Los Angeles Rams, Francisco 49ers. We're going on the road. At the beginning of the season, this was going to be a spectacular game. It was week seven. It was the end of a three-game road trip. It was going to be Sunday night football. It was us and Jimmy Crash Pile. It was going to be awesome. Now, and they made some pretty good moves. I thought of Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. They uh, they made some Jimmy, pretty decent. They picked Jimmy Fight Night. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> they had a pretty decent little offense coming back this year, right? They made some moves and. You're thinking, all right, this is this is gonna be a game, and then now it's 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 like the fight for the fight for for fight on. Eh, eh. What what do you do if you're the 49ers? You without Jerick McKinnon, he got hurt in the preseason before the season even started. You lost Jimmy Fight Night. You're one in five. You're about what two games away from just packing things up, and maybe they're already there. I mean, um, they're they're what, what the, do you do? They, How do you play this game? They are looking for an overall number one pick, right? I mean, you got them, you got the Raiders, yeah. you got the Cardinals. Uh, who sure. else has got a one? The Colts. I mean, uh, Bills. They, I mean, there's there are a handful of teams looking to be, you know, drafted really, really high. Uh, so, I mean, I know you you can't cave in this early in week seven, but at some point you've got to be thinking, all right, you know, at this point we need to start developing some of the guys we want to have for our next year. Keep them, keep them going, and you know, get this. If they get the top pick, they don't need a quarterback, presumably. Right. Uh, you know, a bear is not going to be going to the Forty ers so You trade him. You get, you try to flip him like the Rams did with Goff, and and find someone to take all those picks. And I mean, that's that's kind of what they're. They, I mean, they have to be doing at this point, because damn, they. Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't get it. I, said, I don't know how you, how you even sell this to the fans. I mean, they've been. I don't know. How do you sell it to that fan base? I just don't know how you do that. It's uh, there's nothing to get excited about. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Uh, although, um, right now, football outsiders, the offense is ranked 25th, passing ranked 24th, running offense overall ranked 15th. On defense, uh, still not good. Ranked 26th, 26th in the pass, 11th in the run. So a little bit of strength in run offense and run defense, which doesn't fit 2018 NFL standards at all. Um, what were you going to say? You had something you wanted to say, but it's it's one of those things where I, I'm with you. I don't know how you sell this no, for the next I mean, two months. Would you just put George Kittle's face on every ticket? Matt, Matt Breida? I mean, just put those two guys out there as you know, two guys who aren't hurt and are still pretty good, but everybody else is not. I I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they how they how they do it, but uh, you know, I do believe 
in uh, at and I think that guy, he's you know McVeigh, maybe McVeigh Jr. Maybe not as 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 good as Sean McVeigh, or maybe he is. He just hasn't had the weapons, and he doesn't have the roster. He's slowly building that thing. I I think this is going to be a. I think the Rams 49ers rivalry is about to you know have a pretty good run. Maybe not this year. Uh, but over the next couple of years, I think that that roster is starting to shape up, and I think I think we're going to be set up for a, a pretty fun time between these two teams, like the old days. One thing that's interesting is remember last year the two games between these two teams were very 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 interesting. Obviously, the 49ers were in a very different place, didn't have their quarterback uh, when we started, and were coming out of obviously some really bad football. So week three, Thursday night football, we go to San Francisco at one and one the new McVay Rams kind of undefined. Remember we had that blowout against Indianapolis to start the year and the loss to Washington in week two, week three was an absolutely phenomenal game. Finished 41 to 39. The Rams win maybe fortunate to get that offensive pass interference call late in the game that slowed down their drive because they could have gone on and put points on the board to win the game at home week 17. Obviously we know the story there, the Jimmy Garoppolo led, uh, Jimmy Trash Fort, Fortnite. I don't know what we're calling it now. Uh, Jimmy Carhopper. Jimmy against week seven. Sean Man- Shan Mannion, right? It was Sean Man- Sean Hanyon. Um, yeah. Sat uh, our starters, lost the game, but nobody cared because we had a playoff game coming. So interesting two games last year. It's going to be an interesting two games this year. They're not the headline games that we were hoping, but they're going to still be pretty funky. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I mean, it's it's a division game, right? It's a division game that uh, you just kind of have to, you know, you can't overlook these guys. Uh, look what they did against Green Bay last week. You know, they were they had a pretty close game. Um, yeah, it should be fun. I don't know. I I have my prediction that the Rams are going to win comfortable, but I I still think it should be a pretty fun game. Yeah. Um, when we talk about who's getting the criticism, you got a three-headed beast here. You got Kyle Shanahan as the uh, offensively-minded head coach, offensive coordinator. You've got uh, Tom, uh, Tom, uh, John Lynch as your general manager. I'm all jacked up on names today. And then Robert Sala as your defensive coordinator. Right now, he's getting a lot of the criticism. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he's kind of the whipping boy here because I don't know that that's necessarily fair overall, but he sees in the guy – to be taking on most of the criticism. Uh, They ran a poll over at Niners Nation. Will Salah be the defensive coordinator for week one next year? Two-thirds, about 63% said yes. One-third said no. That could be the interesting storyline for the 49ers as we go through the season and get ready to face them again on the back end, is whether or not uh, Salah is able to hold on to his position because you're going to start, especially if they keep losing games, somebody's going to have to get blamed for it. It's not going to be Kyle Shanahan. No, no, no. I mean, if you, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If you have a, you know, a three and a three and thirteen season, four and twelve, something like that, someone's going to take the fall, and it's not going to be Kyle Shanahan, and it's it's not going to be John Lynch. John Lynch is still too new. He's made enough splash moves where he can point to and say, you know, I made some moves. The guys got hurt, whatever. Uh, but it's definitely not Shanahan. So it's it's yeah, it's got to be like a DC or uh, maybe a token offensive coordinator under Shanahan. So it's not right. Shanahan, but maybe it's another guy on his staff. Who, but, yeah, there's, someone will take a fall, it's, but it's not going to be the big guys. This feels a lot like the 2015 Rams, right, where uh, you, you weren't quite at the end of the Fisher era. The offense was broken. We tried it with Foles. We went to Keenum. Keenum gets a concussion late. Have to fire Frank Signetti Jr. just because Fisher has to do <laughs> something to try to hold on to the reins. That's what it kind of feels like the Niners are headed towards this year. 
And like you said, there's not a lot left to really work on because you're out of it and it's mid-October. So you're saying Shanahan's going to interview offensive coordinators for about three months and then settle on his tight ends coach to run his offense? Oh, he's, he's my number one choice all along. Would you be surprised? Uh, yes, I would. In that instance, I would be surprised. I wasn't surprised with our with our uh, past. No, it, it was very Fisher esque. Maybe Dave McGinnis could come out and, and run that defense for him. He would be never nice. leave. He would never leave Jeff Fisher's side. What are you looking at this game? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the health. That's what I think I'm looking at this team. I think. The Rams are just too talented. They're, they should win this game. I don't. I just Richard Sherman is still showing himself to be pretty good, although he kind of cost them the, the game there the night with that that holding call, right. but holding pass interference right at the end, whatever. He grabbed the. You know that's how Richard Sherman plays. He got sure. the benefit of the doubt in San, in Seattle, where everyone held and fouled at every play and basically dared the NFL to throw a flag on every chance, every every play, and they didn't. Uh, so he's not really changing his game a lot. He you know, he's a physical guy, and that's just what he does. But he's leading the league right now and in, in holding uh, receivers to something like some ridiculous number. Uh, it's like point one four yards per target or something. Uh, it's 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 you know he's still showing himself to be pretty good. And with Cooper Cup out, you know we've got a few we have a few chinks in armor. Not a you know we still have Todd Gurley whatever. But in that wide receiver room, it's Cooks and and Woods and Jay Ray letting balls bounce off his face. So it's. There's a little little wiggle room there, but there this should be enough here for for the Rams to get it done. Uh, I think uh, on the plus side for the Niners is their running game has been been pretty good under you know backup uh, Matt, Matt Breida. Is how you say his name? He's got 430 yards and and a handful of touch a couple touchdowns. But then George Kittle, we saw what tight ends could do to this offense to this defense. Uh, he's he's good. He can play. That guy. Yeah. That guy. That guy's a good player. And uh, so maybe. Maybe he does a little something, but you still have C.J. Bethard. Bethard? Bethard? C.J. Bethard? Yeah. yeah, you still have him out there. Um, I just I just don't see a way the Rams are going to lose this game unless they you know they turn the ball over or we have more injuries. That's so far turned on the story for me for 20, you know, as much as undefeated is great. Right now, injuries. Uh, the, the, team, the NFL's healthiest team in the last two years is suddenly mortal, and it seems like every week someone else is getting dinged up. It's Akeem Tlaib, it's it's Marcus Peters, it's uh, Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. That was Cooper Cup, and then we saw you know Saffold go out for a little bit last week. Um, I, he's going to play, but you know they, they've they've started to experience a little bit of um, wear and tear, and I'm not sure how much how many more big players. I mean, Greg Zerline was out, so I just don't know how many more players we can lose for small stretches. Thankfully, they've been injuries that haven't been. You no know, season ending like Atlanta, where they've seemed like they have an ACL right. tear every other week, right. but you're still testing your depth. Luckily, they've been able to sustain it and go through. Games might be close, but at the end of the day, a W is a W in the column, and you just move on. So, um, even with that, I just I just don't see how the Rams are going to lose this game. I you know I could see the 49ers give them some trouble, maybe score some points. It's a division game; things should be closer than maybe they normally would be. But I just don't see how the Rams are going to lose this game. I just don't. What do you think? Yeah, on the you talent think, front. You think, yeah, I, you think they're going to I don't think it's close. Well? No, this is the one where I, I I didn't feel good about Seattle. I didn't feel good about Denver. I feel a lot better about this game. Uh, part of it's the talent discrepancy. I, I also think it's one of those things where you've got a lot of reasons for the Rams to play some good football right now. They didn't look great against Denver. Um, 
had to lean into the offensive line, and Todd Gurley ends up having a spectacular day and really put some really good tape for himself out there. But this is the kind of game, not for like a Todd Gurley, this is the kind of game for one guy you mentioned, Josh Reynolds. And I'll throw another guy out there, Troy Hill. This is the kind of game where they come back, and Troy Hill can put the kind of game together that he did at the end of last year and even in the playoff game yeah. to, rem- to remind people why he's the backup cornerback. This is the perfect game to be able to do that. Now, if that doesn't happen in, in, from either of them, then we got to start asking some real questions and start saying, okay, wait a second. You're talking about fourth year for Troy Hill. You're talking about third year or third year or second year for Josh Reynolds. Second year because he was with Cup, right? Second year. Mike Thomas right. and uh, what's his name? Um, Farrell Cooper were the third year guys. So the second year for Josh Reynolds this is one of those things where you, you need to be coming along and figuring out, you know, what, what your NFL career is. Somebody like Samson Abukum too, uh, where they've got these opportunities. The difference is Jay Reynolds, uh, Troy Hill are kind of there only because I had to be careful with Troy. There was another first name I almost used there, Robbo. Inside <laughs> joke. Um, where those guys are getting plugged in there for injuries and you expect uh, some rotation guys to come back, things like that. Samson Abukum's given that, that opportunity to be a starter. And, and there's, we've already had so many injuries on the edge when you look at, you know, Obaniah Okoronko coming back up the physically unable to perform list. He's finally back. Might get some game time. We'll have to see how quickly, slowly they want to bring him in. But he's been unavailable all season. You had Carlos Thompson go out. Uh, way before the preseason even started, training camp even started. Dominique Easley on injured reserve. Morgan Fox on injured reserve. So you had a lot of yeah. guys that might have been an option there that haven't really been an option. And so Samson Abukum's kind of been able to coast with that position under his wing because there wasn't a lot to, to work against. And look, it's, I know it's crazy, and you can have clown noises going off in the background, and <laughs> who knows what hell's breaking oh loose. This is, this is the Rams' defense. This is Samson Abukum's job to lose, man. It's going to be crazy. I love it. Oh, my God. My Get dog. her on here. So, uh, true story. My wife, uh, my dog loves toys. Just loves them. She loves anything that squeaks. She's a 85-pound pit bull, so usually if she bites into it two or three times, the squeak is broken and done. So my wife tells me that she bought the, the dog a new toy tonight, and she brought it home, and it's this giant thing with a squeak in the middle of it, and my dog has not broken the squeak on it. And I told her, you know, we're doing the pod tonight. I can't have that thing going off. And what's she Oh, doing? I love it. She's just going to town on it right Perfect. now. You mentioned Troy Hill. Gracie goes crazy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting game for the Rams. It's the end of the three-game road wing. They've, to, to my knowledge, uh, to my opinion, I guess, survived the first two tougher tests, two win two-point win against the Hawks, three-point win against Denver. They got this one. They'll get through it. Then they get to come home against a Green Bay Packers side. That's going to be a great game. Travel to the Saints. It's setting up nicely to get, finally get to the bye because then you got the Seahawks at home and then Mexico City against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is up there for maybe game of the year in the entire NFL. Things are, things are going yeah. really well, and they're yeah. managing the schedule well. And uh, I think I, I, we did our staff prediction – back before a week one and I had the Rams going 14 and two with two losses. I kind of did the back-to-back losses. We have a little panic bill going on as uh, with green Bay and the saints before the season started. I thought this could be a little point where they, you know, they trip up They're you know, seven weeks into the season, eight weeks into the season. So guys are getting injured or whatever. It's before the buy. So I just, all right, there's a place where they're going to fall. Maybe this is the part, this is the, the window here where they might, you know, stumble their toe going to New Orleans is not going to be easy. And, you never know what's up with Aaron Rodgers, but if you watch okay. that Monday Night Football game, are you sweating the Packers right now? I mean, well, here's as, the thing: is the Rams, as much as you're not really I mean, sweating anybody, are you? No, not I. They could go 16 and 0, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's I just I just don't see this team 
I don't see an obvious game where I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm worried about that one. Mexico City, probably their toughest game because uh, that Chiefs team is pretty darn good. And I, I, maybe it's just because I really like watching them play, but they're, they're clones of the Rams, right? That offense is almost unstoppable, almost unstoppable. And their defense is a little suspect. I think the Rams will probably have a little better defense. But, you know, that, that, that Chiefs team has got pieces that are going to give the Rams fits. Kelsey, tight end, is going to be a tough matchup for whoever they put on him. Mark Barron, Little, uh, Littleton, um, John Johnson. I think you're going to have to bracket that guy. But then you've got Tyreek Hill running past people when, you know, Brandon Lloyd's <laughs> – Brandon Lloyd, listen to me <laughs> – uh, it wasn't Brandon Lloyd. What happened to issues tonight? What is going on, man? I blame you. Blood Moon. Brandon, uh, it was uh, Emmanuel Sanders running past Troy Hill like he was standing still. And the week before, you know, it's it's Tyler Lockett and Moore running past Marcus right. Peters. So that's going to be a team that is going to give them some fits. But that's we're a couple weeks away from that. That's cool. Um, the Saints give up yards and at will. The, the Packers are giving up yards at will. So we have some good quarterbacks coming up. But all three of these defenses – I could see Jared Goff throwing for 500 yards against. I mean, just like the, the the Vikings game, I could see a duplicate of that where he just, you know, he just shreds them uh, because he's he's that good and that offense is that good. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really sweating any of these guys, but I can see shootouts and you know panic with Rams yeah. fans about you know, defense being suspect. But maybe, you know what? Maybe we just have to go out and outscore teams. It's it's not. I think what 23 points was. One of the lowest outputs for a, I think the lowest output in the Sean McVay era in a win was 23 points last week. And that easily could have been over 30. They, they stalled in the red zone twice. You know, it, they missed another field goal. So I just don't see this team. I just don't see this team letting up. I just, I really don't. And that's could be the homer in me. And I'm usually the glass is half empty kind of guy, but damn, this team is fun to watch. And they, they just, they, that, that coaching staff, even when I, you know, I question their, Commitment to the run early in the game last week. They they just find a way to get it done. They just they just they just put the the hammer down and just go. So yeah, this game this game this week. Uh, I hope they they're not looking at the tough point of the schedule. I mean, I'm always waiting for the trap. It's a trap. We always want to talk about trap games. This could be a trap game with that tough part of the schedule coming up. But I just don't think this coaching staff is going to let them do that. Yeah, I think what's interesting. Well, one one thing I got to give a shout out to the. There's not many of them. Most of them are just in the comments on the site. There's still a couple of people holding on to hashtag two negative. That takes commitment, man. That takes commitment when when you're here calling fourteen and two, and I'm twelve and four, and we're both talking about the Super Bowl and the preseason. It takes it takes a loyalty that's uh, pretty special to hang on to it two takes, negative. It takes days. a village to hang on to two negative. It does. It's beautiful. Um, and I, I, we did the uh, game by game predictions, and I predicted a Broncos win. And you know, just like Joey's uh, bold predictions a couple weeks ago, created a mini furor on this. It was a beautiful thing to see, just pitchforks that's, and torches. That's that's been a um, is that a new thing with Rams? Not that we're too negative, no. but the whole idea of that uh, if you don't believe that they're going to win every game that they play, that you are not a real fan. I got that thrown to me today on Twitter by some guy. I put out. I saw that yesterday about um, what the Rams' first six opponents' record was, as opposed to what they're about to I face over the next seven or eight or so. so you know, it's a, it's not a, a huge disparity, but you know, they've had an easier schedule than what they're about to face. What That's the, fine. How yeah, dare you? How dare you say that, Rob? And some guy, I mean, I had I had Turned people coming at me like, "You're not a real fan. How could you say that? Why are you Debbie Downer?" I'm I'm just stating the <laughs> records of who they played and who they're about to play. I didn't say that they were going to lose. 
I'm just like, all right, hey, hope you enjoyed the first six. Now it's going to get tough, and these are the schedule. This is the schedule coming up, and you're not a real fan, and how dare you? And oh my, oh my. it's like, it's it's living in the Facebook comments. I just uh, sometimes it's like, why in the hell am I doing this? What am I doing this for? Because I love it. That's why. Do you know what Do you know what the Green Bay Packers record is? Ah, uh, they are. It's zero and zero. Three. They don't have a record. They're playing the they? Rams. They don't get a record. Get Nobody a record. gets a record until they play the Rams. That's how it works. How many, um, how many teams have ties this year? So they have a tie, right? Three, two, and one against six and zero. Oh? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. No worries. No, that Rogers guy's overrated. I'm not sweating anybody. I said it. Well, where were we when I said it? Maybe two thirds of the way through the season last year, where. The Rams can beat any team in the NFL, and they proved that yeah. last year. And I think, but they've clearly proven it this year. So I don't, I don't think I'm sweating it in, in the idea of worried about losing. I think I'm cognizant of the fact they could lose any game. They could have lost any of the last four, um, and that's what a good team does. A good team marshals wins, either a against good teams or b when they're not having their best game, which was clearly the case against Denver. That's okay, um, right? I mean, the fact that look. They've had 22 regular season games under Sean McVay. They've lost one on the road, one yeah. away from Los Angeles. That's, you know, they've lost a couple of L.A., but you know, that's, that's just how it is. It's, it's, he has them prepared, and I'm not sweating. I mean, if you, you win that many road games in this league, uh, you're good. Stop worrying about it. Stop We're crying. just very, okay. very, very, very good at football, and people need to deal with it. It's uh, going to be interesting. That'll be – Sunday in the late games, obviously flexed away from Sunday night football. So if you had primetime plans, and for those people, NFL hates us. They flexed us out of the game. To NFL San hates Francisco. us. Sorry, guys. Wow. Pulled away from uh, us. NFL hates us. They flexed us out. Uh, I don't know why. Hatred, hatred. Um, hatred for LA. Fight for LA. Fight for fight night. Fight on, what? fighters. Um, college, we don't have Joey tonight. We can start wrapping this up. We'll keep it short. Did you watch any college football this weekend? Um, well, I watched part of a game. Ooh, uh, you know, well, the one that, that matters most in my heart. And uh, I actually wasn't watching it, but I turned it on when I saw we were sticking to Cal. And oh, uh, yeah. I had, had to watch the, you know, my Bruins finally Beautiful. figure it out. But that's, that's all the college football I watched. It was Inner- Saturday. I was, uh, I was up doing that um, Oktoberfest thing I told you about. So I wasn't around to watch right. football. So I was out drinking beer and acting like an idiot and having a good time and not watching college football. That's a good life you lead. Uh, you can lead another good life this weekend. Um, not the greatest of slates, a very, very October slate. You start early, just way too early. Michigan, Michigan State. Why do they play game this be, game? Shouldn't that game be it's in November? Li- this is the most librarian game of the 2018 season. This is the, this is the game that is filed away alphabetically based on the third letter in each sentence. It's one of those games that's all <laughs> technicalities and details. Like, you know, you know what this game will be? This game will be, like, if you're the game clock operator, this will be the best game ever game clock operated in the history. Like, the, the clock will stop exactly when it's supposed to, and people will just nod and be like, ah, uh, Westenberg, thank you for your service. My, it, it has been my pleasure to stop the clock at 12.04 in the second quarter exactly when, when where you host Michigan in East Lansing, you will have precision on the clock. How many people will say good sir throughout this game? Good sir. Good sir. 
<laughs> I, I hesitate to demur, but I would like to question the most recent call on your behalf, suggesting that one of our Michigan Wolverines, one of our good Michigan men, did in fact use his hands in an illegal manner. I would suggest, however, may it please the audience among us, that his <laughs> hands were in fact used in a legal fashion, albeit unconventional, albeit perhaps unwise. But to go and say illegal, sir, we must have decorum on this fine day. Libraries are open. Libraries are open all across the United States. Children are watching. Please, sir, I beg of you, class. Uh, Thank you. you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I have a really good friend here who is a big Michigan person, grew up in Detroit, lives and ble- breathes Michigan football. And that man has the foulest mouth when it comes to two games a year, Michigan State and Ohio State. There is no decorum there. It is every other word starts with an F or a Y. Foolhardy. I say foolhardy. Mm. <laughs> Excuse my uh, language. Oh, man. He, he hates himself. Some Sparty, and he hates himself. The uh, OSU Buckeyes. Foolhardy Sparty. Sir, I say poppycock unto you. Yes, I will sir. say such thing. Good, sir. Good sir. Is Tell me those, thing, good sir. Do you have a, a great poupon game? Is that what this is kind of? Pardon me. Do you have any great poupon? How many cheese boards get served in the tailgate? <laughs> so this is a Brendan Bates game. I mean, this is the, the, like an old monocle. Excuse me. Is that Guta with unripened figs? Take this away. <laughs> what do I picture? Like the uh, Monopoly guy, monocle yeah. top hat, coattails. Uh, I recognize this is but football, but I still have standards. Please, please, good sir, remove this from my tailed gate. Tailed gate, they definitely say that. Um, Oklahoma TCU's early. That's going to be the opposite. Oklahoma TCU, uh, somebody's carrying a beer into the stadium in their underwear. Um, Auburn Old Miss, that could be fun early on, if only because both of them are the crying Jordans of football right now. Auburn started the season in the top ten, three losses, big, and they're already out. Old yeah, Miss, big upset uh, of Washington, first game of the year. Yeah, and we're riding towards, you know, considering playoff spots, but losses last two weeks, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Oh, and they still have Texas A&M, Georgia, and Alabama on the schedule. Good luck, Gus Malzahn. Uh, Ole Miss, on the other hand, is one and two in the conference, trying to figure out how many crimes they committed uh, under the last uh, administration. Fun times, fun times for Ole Miss. Um you get to the afternoon slate. This is where you can sit with friends and actually watch some football. North Carolina State Clemson, Colorado Washington. Colorado obviously lost whoa, whoa, whoa. this week. The uh, NC State Clemson game is is of note to you because of one reporter's take on a uh, on, on a sentence, right? And then you drop uh, a note today about someone getting hit more than he wants to. You can't hit. tackle anymore. You're not allowed to tackle people in football. It makes me sad. We're gonna hit the quarterback more than he wants to be hit. Foul! But how dare you! How dare you what say you're going to hit the quarterback? Sir. You sick – good sir. Good sir. <laughs> good sir. Michigan fans just turn up out of nowhere. Did you, in fact, incite violence against one quarterback? How dare you say you put my quarterback on his keister? Yeah, yeah, for people who didn't see, this is a piece at Clemson Insider. When we talked about the Brandon Cooks hit a couple of weeks ago, what I talked about wasn't necessarily the idea – of was it a penalty or not? I didn't think it was. The refs didn't throw a flag. He didn't get fined for it. I think it's fine. The problem is that our instincts are changing quite clearly as football fans. And 
as I get older and join Rob in the club of people who have children that worry us less and less because they're old enough to fend for themselves, uh, I find that some of those children across the rest of the United States are interpreting football in a very new way, and it makes me sad, Rob. It's no longer football. It's not the football. You can't even uh, say that you're going to hit the – you can't say that you're going to try to knock the quarterback down? Not allowed to say you're going to hit the quarterback. That's not sporting. Good, sir. I don't even know. The head coach coach cannot say that he's going to – he's going to pressure the other team's quarterback and put him on his backside more than he would like to be because – You know what I – Reporters take offense to that. What I will enjoy is once we get over this hump, the next hump of like the ultra sensitivity, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Like is, is Sean McVay allowed to acknowledge that the other team has a quarterback or by doing so, does he immediately target him for unfair physical attention? Perhaps (laughs) Sean McVay shouldn't be able to even say his name. Shouldn't be able to acknowledge that he even exists. Don't even no numbers. You know we're gonna put nine on his back. No, don't say it. No, can't say that Aaron Donald hit players. He plays defense. He contributes to his team, but hits hits are violence. Aaron Donald's not a violent man. He's a sports player, an athlete. Absolutely no hit. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's a footballing gentleman, is what you would say. He's more about helping people up than knocking them down. If we're being honest about it. I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's true. All we're See? doing is providing opportunities for you to get put back on your feet again. You know how many snaps the ample opportunities how many to times, get on your feet? How many times has an offense been able to snap the ball against the Rams' defense? 100% of their possessions. Every possession they have, they're allowed to snap the ball without any perturbance. Ah, gentlemanly indeed. Um, into some of the more fun stuff in the afternoon. Mississippi, Mississippi State at LSU. That's a game that Rams fans need to watch. You got Montez Sweat, the edge defender for the Bulldogs. Devin White uh, for LSU. Both could be late first uh, round ab- options. I got to get some mocks on the site, Bravo. I haven't gotten no, any mocks do, on the site in a long time. Not. Ooh, we got to get some names going. Get it juicy. Who's the um, USCF oh, will be drafted in the NFL? Ooh. They're a tenth. They're a tenth in the nation right now. UCF again. Yeah, no, they so, got some talent. Uh, they got away. some talent. They got Adrian Killens, uh, the running back. He's interesting. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver. Um, they do have a cornerback that I like. I forget his name. Huh? Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton's okay. He's he can play. Um, size could be an issue. Uh, skill could be an issue. But you know, look, it's the. NFL, who knows? Maybe a McVay can figure out how to make somebody like that work in their system. He could be a perfect system QB. He could be oh, perfect. Look at you. So, good, so do not mention system no. QBs on this pod. <laughs> that's just not sporting. Recognize that you're not able to envision uh, such that I'm presenting you, but a doff of my cap is presented <laughs> your way. Indeed. <laughs> Number 12, Oregon, at number 25, Washington State. That's your boy, Justin Herbert, I guess Joey's boy. Whose boy is it? Is, Who gets to claim Herbert? It's Joey, right? Herbert's Joey, yeah. That is the, uh, that's the NFL, what do they call the NFL, or the college football kickoff crew with, with, uh, with Herb Street. College and, game day? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that the game day? game day, going to Pullman for the first time. Going to Pullman? That should, be, Are that you should going? be fun because. That should be great. <laughs> no, I will not be traveling to Spokane to watch. College is game day with a bunch of uh, oh. hammered 18-year-olds. Uh, Here, Washington, if you've never been, 
Been to been to uh, Pullman, where Washington State is. It's just southeast, about 25 miles of Spokane, Washington. A beautiful city, might I say. Uh, it is the typical. Yeah, when it's dark. Um, it is the typical. <laughs> it's the typical college town in the middle of nowhere, where you just go there to drink and have a great time. It's got like one bar called the Coog. It's just, I mean, the stadium's cool. Martin Stadium's tiny, but uh, yeah. it's a con- fun, kind of great atmosphere. But there's nothing to do out there but drink and have a good time. And uh, they will be doing that early and often for, for game day. So I'm looking forward. To, people will, it's like the roast, but you will not go to sleep. You'll stay up all night Friday, drink and have a great time. And they're going to go there just sauced and yep. being loud and having a good time. It and should be fun. That's the problem. It's just like LSU games at night. Washington State has that same kind of environment where when the game's at night, you give people just enough time to get destroyed during the day, go to sleep, recuperate, wake and up, and still have enough time to tailgate before the game. Uh, ESPN oh, yeah. obviously knows what it's doing. Um, I did mention the idea of Oklahoma TCU where people will be sneaking beers in their underwear into the game. It's going to be the opposite here. People are going to be drinking their underwear and wearing their beers. I don't know how that works, That's but they'll crazy. find a way to make it true. When you have like, um, the, the guy with the beer hat, you're going to have some guys like uh, Fruit of the Looms and out, out of the top will be poking out two beers with straws coming down to his head. Washington State's at the full plate. Um, USC-Utah, another late game. God, we're getting so much Joey talk. And, hey, let's throw Arizona at UCLA. That's going to be interesting. That'll be on ESPN, too. I think the problem for Arizona-UCLA, you don't have a lot of NFL talent. There's a lot of interesting talent there, especially among the two younger classes. They need time to develop. You Khalil Tate, the quarterback. Not a lot of talent. Well, that's true, too. But you, you don't know. you got a lot of young guys. They could look a whole lot different in a year, two years. Let I'm Chip hoping. Kelly work on them. Who knows? We'll have to see. Obviously, to this point, hasn't been great, but you're coming off a win. Let's see. USC game is interesting because it's at Utah. That one's going to be on the Pac-12 network, whereas Arizona-UCLA is on ESPN2. That closes it out. It's not the greatest schedule, but I tell you right now, great schedules are coming. So this is another good weekend to do. What did you say you were doing last weekend? All that stuff uh, that you threw in there that sounded great? Do that again. Yeah, yeah, Oktoberfest. Just go drink and have a good time and act like an idiot. Just like, like yeah. pretend you got the Washington State football game this weekend and just have a good Ooh. time. Just whatever, just go in public. Yeah, because it'll be fun. Next uh, uh, a week from now, you got some really strange games. You get the Clemson Florida State game, which would have been a barn burner. You get Florida Georgia, Kansas State Oklahoma. Iowa, Penn State, both ranked right now. Kentucky, Missouri, which has a bunch of NFL talent. Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Texas, Oklahoma State at night. Notre Dame at Navy. Ugh, juice me up, Robbo. 49ers, man. It was supposed to be our big week. They kind it was of going to be. It, well, I, mean, I blame Jimmy Garfapolo. Gar, Jimmy, I, I, I blame, I, I solely blame that guy on his contract. It's his fault <sighs> that we are flexed out and that his Idiocy cost us a primetime game. He should have stepped out of bounds. He wants to be a tough guy. Goes in, gets knocked out for the year. It's it's his fault, and Ramsman should hate him even more for it. As if we needed Damn more reasons not to like Jimmy. Crop, crop, crop. Good sir, uh, why did you not go out of bounds? What you should have <laughs> doffed your cap and taken the sideline. And Grace agrees. Gentleman knows that yards over eight are not to be had. Just step out of bounds and accept your lot. Oh, there's always something. What other pods you have dog squeaking toys in the background? It's awesome. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
can't sing and our dance is not pretty, but we'll do our best for the team and the city. So get on your feet and clap your hands. Let's ram it right now with the L.A. Ram. Hollywood Hanson, Dodge City Tough. If you throw it my way, it's going to get rough. I like to ram it, as you can see. Nobody likes ramming any more than me. They call me Dina. Nobody dresses Twitter. But under this cool is a quarterback mistreater. I come from the end, looking for the sacks. I don't stop coming till I put them on the back. Limousine with it, my moves are like dreams. They call me the demon on special team. I know how to rock from the toes to the head. When I pull the trigger, I'll knock you dead. I'm a mountain man from West VA. They call me Herc and I came to play. I learned long ago to ram it just right. You can ram it all day and ram it. Yes, uh, who have we here? Uh, Chester, good to meet you. Uh, Grant Davidson, 86. Yes, I had uh, season tickets to the Los Angeles Rams that year. No, didn't actually go to a game. I just held them in escrow as part of my uh, comfortable assets, as the family calls them. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, sometimes we take the family plane, but oftentimes we'll take the boat out and uh, look at the crest line and see if it's worth coming in for the game. Yes, like any Michigan man does. <laughs> well, so your family, hello, Stephanie, as always, my best. And uh, if you need to borrow my blinders, I would hate for you to get caught up in the violence of a game like this. It will be quite unsultry. I know, I know. You, you, young men sometimes can be swept up in emotions in a game like this. Of course, Michigan, Michigan, and states, what, with the world watching, what can one do? Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.